welcome one and all to another episode of Thomas Tales on the Tall Guy with the Short Stories podcast. Did want to remind you that as you guys share the podcast with your friends and you share it on your Instagram page and your Facebook page and your TikTok and all that good stuff, don't forget to tell them that they can also find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. I haven't decided if I'm going to put the show on YouTube or not yet because none of you have responded to my call for help. I really need your feedback on this. I'm not sure if I can start doing the YouTube without you guys telling me if it's a good idea or not. If you want to get a hold of me, you should email me at tallguyshortstories, with a Z, at gmail.com. Once again, that's tallguyshortstories, with a Z, at gmail.com. You can also stop in to give me comments on what you think about the episodes, or even just say hi. I kind of like it when people say hi. Anyway, no announcements for this week. Let's go ahead and get right into the show. If you'll remember last week, there was a bit of a fight in the bakery. Z ended up holding a knife to a knave's throat who was trying to steal from Brandon Will. Thomas got caught in the middle. The knave had grabbed him by the throat and was squeezing relatively hard. But, after some quick thinking by Z, and from Will who had decided that now was the time for him to test his magical ability, they overcame the bad guy and continued on with their day. Thomas watched the smith walk out of the bakery and then began to make his way toward the sleeping miscreant. Come on, Bren, help me get this lump outside. I figure when he wakes up, he'll leave. And if he comes back in, well, hobbling isn't very intimidating, is it? The two boys dragged the now-crippled crook out to the street and left him there unceremoniously. Returning to the bakery, they began poking fun at each other. Really, Tom, allowing him to grab your throat like that, said Brand, shaking his head. Well, if you'd have been out front serving folk, this wouldn't have happened, would it? replied Thomas. They both chuckled and walked into the kitchen to find Will. Will sat on a stool through the kitchens, collecting himself. His head was slowly clearing after his exertion. It almost seemed his mind had lost a moment or two during the fight, and took until now to catch back up. He remembered the looks on the faces of Tom and Brand and Z. They had looked for a moment to be worried, until their attacker fell under Will's spell. And then their faces shone with a look Will had rarely seen. His father, the baker, had certainly never shown him this look. It was a look of pride. His three friends were proud of him. And why shouldn't they be? He had saved their skin, hadn't he? No, he thought to himself firmly. We fought together as one team. But something in the back of his mind whispered that without him in the unit, they might not have fared quite so well. The young Magus shook his head to clear it from such ungrateful thoughts, and then his brother and Thomas came into the kitchens. All right then, Will, asked Thomas. You looked a wee bit shaky after you hit that brigand with... What did you throw at him anyway? Will raised his head. It had stopped swimming mostly, and he looked at Thomas, then Brand. The book called it a magic missile. It was the first time I tried to use it, and I probably shouldn't have. He shook his head again. 
It wasn't exactly dizzy, he felt, but he couldn't put another word to it. Will began to stand up from the stool and wobbled a bit. Easy, Will, said Brand, and rushed to his brother. Are you all right? The larger Brand took hold of his brother's arm. Maybe you should sit for a while longer. Nonsense, said Will, a bit more vehemently than was necessary. He jerked his arm from his brother's grasp. I'm fine. He then staggered a bit as his balance wavered slightly, but he managed to move to the oven and check to make sure the fire was still burning. Tom, what does Smith want for lunch? And can I get anything for you? On the house, of course. Thomas stared at Will for a moment, a bit taken aback by the ferocity of his friend's reaction to Brand's steadying hand. A moment later, he'd remembered the Smith's lunch order. He repeated Smith's order, and his own, and asked how he could help. Will waved him away wordlessly, and began to prepare what he would need for the orders. Brand and Tom traded a look. This didn't seem to be the Will they knew. He was being short and unpleasant, and all of a sudden, too. Brandon shrugged his shoulders to tell Tom that he had no idea why Will was acting strange. Thomas nodded, then went out to the dining room to sit. He didn't like to admit it, but the excitement, now it had passed, had left him a touch shaky. When he entered the dining area, Z was there again, and with a wary cast to her eyes. He walked up to her smiling and asked, Why did you leave earlier? I... Then he noticed that wary look. Z, does Smith frighten you? Z shook her head. I was nervous. Smith doesn't know me, and I don't know him. Then I realized, Smith helps you three, especially you, Thomas. I was just a bit nervous. He is a very large man. Thomas nodded. I'll admit it. It takes a bit to get used to his size, but I promise you, he wouldn't hurt you. He's a good man. I asked after you when you left a bit ago. I trust him. Z nodded. Do you think... Do you think I could come with you to the smithy? I'd like to meet the smith properly. Thomas beamed. Of course, he said without thinking. No problem. Z smiled very large at Thomas, and his face answered hers. About that time, Brandon and Will emerged from the kitchens with a basket bearing Smith's lunch, Tom's lunch, and a few extras they had put together. Oh, you're back, Brand said to Z. There's uh, some extras in the basket. You're welcome to them. And thank you, the large boy seemed to think for a moment. You may have saved Tom's life. Z nodded and intoned solemnly. He is my pet. If I can help him, I will. And looked at Thomas. The young smith felt his cheeks heat. <laughs> hey! He exclaimed. And these two lads are my pet. They stood awkwardly for a few moments. Yeah, right then. Off to work. I'll see you two tonight, eh? Will and Brand both nodded, smiling brightly. They said their goodbyes, and Tom and Z headed for the smithy. After they had gone, Brand looked at Will. He was worried about his brother. 
Will had never acted out the way he had a few moments earlier. They both set to work, cleaning everything while letting the fire in the hearth go out. After the bakery had been thoroughly cleaned and everything was in readiness for tomorrow morning, Will looked at Brand and apologized. I'm sorry I spoke to you harshly, Brand. Something had come over me and I was very grumpy. My head was feeling strange and... and I... Brand looked at his younger brother. Think nothing of it, Will. We've all had bad days. But Will persisted. No, Brand. It... it was wrong. At the moment, it felt right. Brand threw an arm over his brother's shoulder and squeezed him lightly. Well, we've just had a big day. We were attacked the same day we began running the bakery. <laughs> Old Dad would have had a few drinks by now, wouldn't he have? Will had to agree. And after a while, Brand suggested they go fishing to take their mind off the attack. We can catch tonight's dinner for ourselves and Thomas. Will pointed out that there was also Z to think about. He had the feeling they would be seeing a lot more of Z. Brand agreed and led his brother to their living quarters. As they began gathering their fishing gear, Will was almost able to forget about his terrible-seeming thoughts. But things in his mind continued to bother him and tell him that he, Will, deserved more credit. Will decided to ignore them and enjoy the rest of the day with his brother. One of today's sponsors is J. Randall Art. That's two L's in Randall, by the way. If you go to J. Randall Art on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, I would really appreciate it if you gave him all the likes you can muster. He's a pretty great guy and a fantastic artist. Make sure to tell him the tall guy sent you. The Tall Guy with the Short Stories is also the tall guy who loves disc golf. If you're looking for disc golf stuff, maybe discs, or bags, or rangefinders, or maybe even apparel, you should go on over to evolutiondiscs.com. If you use the code CDS on your checkout, you'll get 10% off, and you'll be helping out the local tall guy. You know, the one with the short stories. M-E-A-C-H-S-M-I-N-I-S Meech's Minis is where you will find some fantastic artwork done by an absolute genius. Not only can the man paint minis, he can also modify them for you. I mean, depending on what you want done. But don't take my word for it. Go on over to Etsy.com and type in that little search bar, Meech's Minis, M-E-A-C-H-S-M-I-N-I-S. You will not be sorry. and Z entered the smithy. The smith was holding something in his hands, turning it over and over. He looked as though he might be lost in thought. Smith blinked when he looked up and saw Z. He immediately took off his own hand and bowed slightly to the girl who defended Thomas. Lass, I'm glad to see you've come here. I... 
Thomas is quite important to me. Not just because of the work he does around here, but because... At this, Smith looked at Tam. He's a good lad. He deserves friends who will watch out for him, like those two beggars. And like you. He then stood slowly, and Thomas could hear Z taking a deliberate slow breath, attempting to stay calm. The big crafter approached them slowly, and Tom could tell, with the lowering of Smith's head and shoulders, and even a stoop to his knees, the man was trying to appear less massive. Smith stopped when he was about eight feet from them, and held out a piece of cloth wrapped around something. Bless I Tears came to the smithy's eyes as he looked down at the girl. I'd like you to have this. And he unwrapped the bundle slowly, carefully, and lovingly. Inside the package was a sheathed blade. The sheath was leather and, Tom noted, was expertly crafted, with a heart worked into the leather. The stitching was done finely, too, with several fancy patterns that Thomas had never seen the smith use on any other project. The big man slowly held the sheath and blade out to her, and Z looked at Thomas, who nodded encouragingly. The young lady moved to take the knife from the crafter. As her hand reached out and took the package, the smith made sure to keep very still. Once she had the knife in hand, she retreated slowly to stand beside Thomas, and then she pulled the blade from the sheath. It was a blade done without polish. The only surface that was bright was the edge. She brought it to her arm, and the smith took in a breath quickly. Careful, lass, it's quite sharp. Zee nodded and tested the edge instead with her thumb, finding it to be quite the sharpest steel she had ever touched. Her eyes widened, and she passed it to Thomas so he could have a look. Thank you, Smith, said Z. Are you sure you wish to part with it? The big crafter took a few steps back and shook his head slowly. No, lass, I'm not sure, but this I do know. That blade defended me when I was much younger, held by a woman who... At this, the tears came back into his eyes and a few tracked silently into his beard. The smith again found his voice and continued. His voice sounded rough and unsteady. By a woman who held my heart and my well-being better than I did myself. I may not be ready to be rid of it, but it should go to you. Use it well, lass. He then took out a handkerchief and blew his nose mightily. Would the two of you excuse me for a moment? And he went to where his wash station was, outside the smithy. The young folk could hear him go, his breathing none too steady, and they could also hear sniffling sounds. Tom looked at Z, and she looked back. I've never seen Smith cry before, he said with his eyes wide. Z looked at Thomas with her eyes just as wide. He's a good man, she replied and a tear rolled down her cheek. They stood for a few minutes, admiring the craftsmanship of the blade and the sheath. And then, Smith came back into their presence and said, I don't mean to be rude, lass, but 
Thomas didn't get to hear what else the big man was going to say, because Z went straight to Smith and put her arms as far around him as she could, squeezing tightly. The smith receded into silence and slowly lowered his arm to pat awkwardly at her shoulder. Thomas could hear a muffled, Thank you, from the girl, and Smith replied roughly, Nihilus, you're welcome. And his tears began anew. After they had embraced, and Z thanked the smith yet again, Tom took Z aside and said, I've got to get to work now, Z, but I'd be delighted if you came to the bakery tonight. I'll be moving from the old jailhouse and living in the bakery with the lads. We should all have dinner together, and, well, I'd like you to be there. Z then hugged Thomas hard and said she would certainly come to the bakery. She took her leave. If they were all to have dinner, they would need a good bit of food, so she decided she would do some hunting, and she made her way into the wood, hoping for some rabbits, perhaps. After she had left, the smith and Thomas got to work, Tom finishing the blades he had begun to sharpen that morning, and after a few moments he told the smith, I'd like to say thank you, smith. Z is a very small girl, and you're a very large man. I think she was a bit afraid, but not anymore, eh? Smith replied, Aye, I cannot help being the size I am, but I've found if I move slowly, smaller folks aren't as nervous. She's... She's a very cute young lady, Tom, and she's got a good heart. I can see that you both are very fond of each other, and I'm quite happy to see it. Smith bowed his head and got back to his work. Thomas decided to follow suit, and they both worked steadily for the rest of the day. They didn't take an afternoon break after that, and it seemed to Thomas like the day passed more slowly. However, as he enjoyed his work, and as he felt he was getting better at it every day, he worked despite the slowness, and looked forward to his dinner with his pack. After all the blades had been sharpened fully, Thomas asked the big crafter, Smith, can you teach me how to sharpen a knife like the one you gave to Z? As hard as I work on these, and he gestured to the blades he had finished, I don't feel like they are even nearly as sharp as that one. The smith, having finished most of his work, came over to inspect Thomas's work. He picked up one blade and then walked back to his station. Come on, lad. I'll explain to you how it's done, but you'll be doing the work. He then set Thomas at his own stool and explained the process. The next thing the boy knew, the smith had put his arms around Tom and was showing him the motions of the finer sharpening practice, both of their hands moving together. After they had finished the blade, Thomas thanked Smith, and Smith thanked Thomas for his work, paid him, and told him to go wash up before dinner. Tom did as he was told, and then rushed over to the jailhouse. Not finding either of his friends, he packed his few belongings and set out for the bakery. The baker's sons met him there, with the fish they had caught already cooking. Brandon and Will greeted Thomas excitedly, showing him the fish they had caught. A few moments later, Z appeared with a brace of conies. She had already gutted and skinned them, and after the fish were finished, she began preparing the rabbits. They all sat down for a lovely dinner, talking, joking, laughing, and the like, till it was time for the bakers to get to bed. 
they had to be up early for their next day of owning and operating the bakery. Z took her leave, but not before she hugged them all in turn. Thomas's hug lasted for several seconds longer than the other boys, and Thomas didn't mind a bit. Well, once again, my friends, we have sadly found ourselves at the end of the episode. Hey, if you folks wouldn't mind, go ahead and post the link to this podcast on your Facebook account or your Instagram account or your TikTok account. The more followers I have, the more I can bring you folks. Ooh, and be on the lookout for a bonus episode coming later on this week. I think you folks are going to like it. If you want to get a hold of me, you can do so at tallguyshortstories, with a Z, all one word, at gmail.com. Once again, that's tallguyshortstories, with a Z, at gmail.com. Thanks again for stopping in and listening to Thomas Tales on the Tall Guy with the Short Stories podcast. <laughs>